0: I really wish that I could take credit for the metaphor of relationships as houses, because it is such a powerful metaphor. As I see it, relationships are things that we live in. They're best built with intention. And a lot of times we want to create them to last. And so relationships like houses go through phases that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But before I, I do that, I really do have to give credit for the metaphor to my partner Kier. Now, I don't know if they came up with it on their own first. It does sound like the kind of thing they would come up with because they are brilliant in so many different ways. But um, But even if they didn't come up with it, they were the person that I heard it from, so I'm going to give them credit. <laughs> um, and I want to talk about all of the phases of relationship that I see as it relates to like a house. But today I'm going to talk about a really important one that I think is often forgotten about and maybe underrated, maybe slides under the radar, but is actually, I think, maybe the most important one. So... Stay tuned, and I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Making Polyamory Work. Hi, I'm Libby Sinbeck, and I want to thank you for being with me today. I am a queer polyamorous mom and a relationship transformation coach, and I'm here to help you if you're feeling stuck, if you're struggling you want your relationships to be more nourishing, more functional, more authentic, and full of love. On my show, I go super deep into what actually makes polyamorous relationships work because I believe relationships are at the core of our well-being as humans. I think love is why we're here and how we heal. And oh my goodness, it's been a while since I have been on the microphone speaking to you all. And real quick, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to give you a little bit of a life update here. So if you don't want to hear all about where I've been, you can just skip this part and go to the next part. Um, but if you want to hear a little bit about what's been going on with me, I want to tell you, but before I do that, I want to say a big thank you to all of you who have emailed me, messaged me through social media, sent me recordings through anchor, Um, it's meant so much to me to hear from you and know that this podcast has meant so much to you. Um, I read every single email I get, every review, every comment, all of it. And, um, I don't always have time to reply to everything, obviously, but I'm, I'm just so grateful and thank you to my listeners who said, Hey, gosh, I love your show. And you haven't done an episode in a while. And are you going to do more, (laughs) And thank you also to those of you who have reached out and said, I miss you, but I understand you've got a lot going on, and I am happy whenever you come back. Every single one of you who's reached out, you are what has kept me going and has kept me coming back and back to work on this podcast, even though I haven't put out a new episode. And you're why I'm here today. I want you to know that, that you, you are the reason I'm here And thank you so much for letting me know that I matter to you and for also for being so patient with me, because I know that I said I wouldn't have another hiatus without any kind of warning to you. And then my family decided to move from the DC area to Atlanta, Georgia, and during still a global pandemic. and right before school started in Atlanta. So uh, this was a much bigger lift than I realized. I really thought I'd be able to just keep everything going (laughs) and not miss a beat. And instead it took all the available bandwidth I had to do this move between getting our house ready for sale, packing everything up, dealing with the kids, running my coaching business, And, you know, I got to tell you, once I relocated, I thought, oh, well, that'll be the hard work. We'll be over, you know, but instead, of course, there's getting our new home set up. And then, wow, um, then there's school. Um, I was not prepared for the new school year. Uh, I'm sure many parents were not. I feel a little bit like, um, you know, we're all looking across the world at each other all of us parents sending our kids to school with our three fingers up in the air like we're in the hunger games (laughs) um what a time to be going through this together and um i hope everyone who has kiddos in school is doing okay with that um i know my kids are uh really happy to be back in school but it has been a bumpy road especially because one of my kids has special needs and they haven't been in school for over a year now and it's a lot of you know all of us getting back into the rhythm of it (laughs) and here we are now it is mid-october and or nearly mid-october and i feel like we're on the other side of it or on the other side of something (laughs) so thank you for your patience and um I'm excited to be back, and I have a whole plan for making sure these episodes come out regularly moving forward, and I also have so many other ways that I'd like to try to reach all of the people who want to connect to me and want to connect to what I have to say. So, I have been looking at doing more lives, maybe on Instagram, maybe getting on TikTok. If you've looked over at TikTok, you might notice I have like mm, three or four videos or something like that, and I want to do more. Um, but <laughs> one thing at a time, first and foremost, I wanted to come back to the podcast and talk to you. So, if you've trudged through this update. Um, thank you. And now I'm going to move on to today's topic. So this podcast episode today comes out of a conversation that I had with one of my partners, my husband, um, when we were on our way to get ice cream, when we were out on a date And I was telling him my theory of these five phases of relationship, actually six, six phases of relationship. Um, And I want to go over the phases first before I talk about the one that I think is the most important one. And here's a little challenge for you. I want, while I'm going over these different phases, I want you to test yourself. See if you can guess which one I might think is the most important one. Uh, It's a tough question because I think they're all important, but I do think there's one that's the most important and most overlooked. So the first one, obviously building. When you are in that phase where you are in creation, co-creation, hopefully with another person, that's the building phase of the relationship. You've met, you're establishing who you are to each other, what you do together, what you share. Um, maybe you put labels on it, maybe you don't, but this is a a time, uh, usually lasts between hmm, six months and two years. I mean, also you're always building in another way, right? But, but the building phase is the establishing of the relationship. And one thing that's important to say about the building phase of a relationship is that it is very energy intensive. It requires a lot of attention and focus and resources. And some of that is NRE, right? Or new relationship energy. Some of that is just the the hormones and the excitement and the anxiety and the newness and shininess of everything that just causes you to want to put a lot of energy into a new relationship. But also, creating things takes a lot more energy, I think, than just maintaining something. You'll hear me talk about how important it is i think to be compassionate if you are in an existing relationship with someone who is building a relationship with someone new because they their attention and their energy and their resources are going to be a lot more focused in another direction for a little while and i think it's just important to know that that's just a phase it's not a forever thing and so when you might feel a little panicked about it it's worth knowing that building is a phase and it It is important to give it that building energy and that building space because, um, you know, eventually it will pass and then it will be maintained, which is the second phase of relationship, what I call maintenance. And so once you've established this is who we are to each other, this is what we want to do together, and this is, you, you build that security, you're kind of in a more stable place with each other, then you go into maintenance And I think a lot of people don't necessarily even think about maintenance uh, so much as just, you know, oh, now we've arrived. Now it's clear. Now we've defined everything. Now we can just sort of relax. Um, But, you know, you want to do maintenance as well. And the maintenance is usually, you know, continuing to show up and spend time with each other, continue to have date nights, you know, put the effort in um post little sweet social media posts about each other or give each other little notes and cards, uh, all that different kind of stuff. That's That's the maintenance. And I think the other part about maintenance, though, when I think about relationships is, you know, continuing to grow, continuing to grow together, continuing to have hard conversations preemptively as opposed to reactively, being proactive, that kind of stuff. I think that all goes into the maintenance phase. But it is Once you've established a relationship, I do think that the maintenance part is a lot less energy intensive. Then you have repair. So repair is when something broke, uh, when there's a rupture. And I have a whole episode on repair. So I recommend you checking that one out. It's called Repair, Repair Again. Um, Because I think the repair process is really important and a lot of people don't know how to repair. They assume if something broke, then the whole thing is broken. And, uh, or if something broke, you better just sweep it under the rug and move on. Because if we admit something's broken, then again, maybe the whole thing's broken and we just have to throw it away. Oh man, there's a late stage capitalism metaphor here. Hmm. Anyway. (laughs) So, you know, learning how to be in repair and have a good repair phase is really important. And from there, you know, a lot of relationships just kind of go through a maintenance and repair cycle, right? You're in a maintenance where things are pretty okay, then something breaks and you repair, and then you get back to okay, and you go back to maintenance, and maintenance and repair, maintenance and repair. Then sometimes what you find yourself in at some point is you find yourself in a phase of renovation, renovation is when you're taking a look at the overall structure of your relationship and you're thinking this needs some big changes this isn't working for us anymore as it's structured and we need to change the structure and that can be anything from small things like you know we used to sleep in the same bed but actually I go to bed early and you go to bed late and you when you come to bed late that wakes me up and I toss and turn and steal all the sheets and that makes you cold at night and really just we're not good bedmates, so let's just sleep separately. Let's make that change to how we do things and see if it works and see if it makes it better, right? That's a big change for some people, Um, but that's an example of a renovation. You know, a common one that often comes up on my show and in my work as a coach is going from being monogamous to polyamorous or from polyamorous to monogamous or uh, anything in between. <laughs> um, that's a major change in structure. Um, sometimes the renovation is change in relational patterns, you know, there's a way maybe if you have been in sort of a pursuer, distancer dynamic with your partner and you're just a little tired of that, it's not working anymore, it's not fun, that also is a renovation, you know? and, Interestingly, I think sometimes renovations come together, right? Like you realize, like to use the house metaphor, let's say you realize you need a a third bathroom in your house and what you realize as you want to put that third bathroom, well, where are you going to put it? Oh, well, we need to build out the house a little bit more and we need to change the plumbing and we need to rewire some fixtures. And so, you know, oftentimes when you want to make one structural change to your relationship, You have to make other structural relationships to hold it. And that's what a lot of people find when they're transitioning from one type of relational structure like monogamy to polyamory is they discover, oh, well, I also need to, there's some other underlying things that won't really function well in polyamory and maybe weren't even functioning well before. Um, So that's a renovation project. And that is substantial. That sometimes means you have to move everything out of your house. and live outside of your house for a little while while things are getting fixed up or only live in part of your house. And it's very discombobulating being in a renovation stage of your relationship. And a lot of people aren't prepared for it, and it's very destabilizing and upsetting. And I did an episode about sort of how to move through a renovation when I was talking about uh, how to move through disruption. So I did an episode called um, When the World Turns Upside Down. And this is about that phase of relationship. Oh, man, I'm giving it away, aren't I? I really am giving it away. (laughs) So um, the fifth stage of relationship is reckoning. Reckoning is when things really aren't working. Things are in a really rough spot. And you are not sure if this is going to work or not. And some people also call this discernment, this moment where you're not sure if what you're getting in this relationship is worth what you're giving up, or maybe you're realizing this relationship isn't what you thought it was, and now you have to decide if what it has become or what it, what you're realizing is the limits of the relationship that you have is acceptable to you. And that can also be a really intensive time to really be very discombobulated and not know what's going on. This is the moment where maybe your repair process is hasn't been working. And so then a lot of things have just been breaking and breaking and breaking. And now you're looking around and going, my house is really broken. Does this house even have the bones to hold me? Is it worth the process of a renovation, which is going to take a lot of Resources and effort and time. I mean, a renovation can take more than a building phase in a relationship. So you have to decide, is it worth that? And that's a hard decision to make sometimes. The last phase of relationship, as I see it, um, is the phase known as transition. So transition is when you are really, you're not just renovating the house you are tearing it down and that doesn't mean that you're not building anything in its place it doesn't mean that that person is just you know wiped off the face of the planet i'm actually pretty passionate about having transition not be sticking some dynamite into the house and blowing it to smithereens but rather you know lovingly demolishing the house taking everything out so that anything that can be salvaged gets taken out of the house before you tear it down and you set it aside, and then you tear it down, and you don't live there for a little while. And then maybe you figure out with your architect whether you want to build anything else. Um, I have a workshop on how to do relationship transitions really well, and um, I actually got into this work because I'm really passionate about transitions um, because I don't think that they have to go according to sort of the old school disposable script of, you know, okay, now we're broken up. Now I don't ever want to see you again and you can never talk to me again. And that whole thing, I think it's, there are so many ways to do it lovingly and not explosively. And I, I think especially for polyamorous folks, because a lot of times we're, we're still in relationship with our exes because our exes are dating our friends or maybe even sometimes our other partners. It's important to transition in a more loving and less damaging way Um, so it's it's one of my missions to help people do that so that our communities can remain intact and loving spaces for everybody because it really breaks my heart when you know there's a breakup in a community and then someone loses their community along with their partner Or the community is just rattled by the harmful behavior of the people who are hurting because of their transition, and they're trying to figure out a way to hold them, and they can't. So, you know, I'm going to be offering that workshop, by the way, online for the first time ever. So those are the six phases of relationship. Your chance now, last chance. Which one do you think I want to talk about today? Like I said, I think I gave it away, but... (laughs) It's maintenance. It's maintenance. Did you guess maintenance? Because that was the answer. Why do you think that maintenance is the phase of relationship that I think is the most important? Well, let's think about it, y'all. You got a car or a house or a piece of technology that you want to last a long time. What's the best way to ensure that it does if you want your home to withstand storms, floods, children, dogs, cats, <laughs> what's the best way to make sure that it can? Maintenance. Maintenance. If you take loving care of what you have, if you make sure that you deal with something proactively before it becomes a problem, before it starts causing damage, if you go through and tighten up the nuts and oil the gaskets and, well, maybe you don't oil a gasket, whatever, you know, I'm not a, a handy person, even though I have been a homeowner, so don't make fun of me, Okay. <laughs> But maintenance is, is the thing that keeps a relationship strong. And unfortunately, I think as a culture, we forget how to maintain our relationships. I think some of that is, like I said before, sort of a late stage capitalism thing where, you know, we think once we've established something, once we've built it, once we bought it, it's ours and like we can just use it up you know i think it can sometimes be and and i think i see this with polyamorous folks a lot actually where it's like once they've acquired a new partner they just kind of coast along with that partner rather than continuing ongoing maintenance and i think relationships really 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 need maintenance to survive you know uh Just like if you don't water a tree, don't expect that tree to grow and thrive. You have to water it. You have to feed it and not just fix it when it's broken, not just water it when the leaves are starting to fall off. I know I'm mixing my metaphors all over the place, but y'all get it. You know what I'm saying. So what does it look like to maintain your relationship? Well, I want to share this clip of audio from... What i said to my husband about this because um i thought i expressed it well then and i don't want to re-record it um but i apologize because this recording is not of the highest quality we were walking down a road on in the outer banks and so there's cars rushing by (laughs) Um, and kind of wind blowing um but i want to share it with you so listen up if you do maintenance though you save yourself a lot of work long term and what it looks like I think relationally maintenance is really having those reinforcing rituals and having that stuff that like like a date night that you have with your husband that you know but also not even just date night but like making a point of saying the things the person already knows are true like reminding the person hey this is who you are to me showing them through small gestures and, and other things. See, it's not that far at all. Yeah. Um, like that. You like what you mean to each other, and really just like I know for me, I need to hear it a lot. Yeah. I need to hear it a lot, a lot. How how special I am, what I mean to you. I need to say what you mean to me a lot. I need to be able to say it to you and have you hear it and receive it. I need, I need like that a lot. Even though we're not building anymore. Like we know. Like you say you love me. I know you love me. Yeah. But it's it's so important for you to tell me. And tell me in that way where it's like I need you to know this, not just sort of a reflexive I love you, you know. But anyway, this is so important. Right? We I will say you've done There's been, you know, over the last couple of weeks have been very, very busy, right? Yeah. Um and we really just haven't had a lot of time to like we've had to put off a lot of yeah time to hang out and just be, you know, yeah. Even watching the pirate show is slacked off. Oh I know <laughs> I wanna see the pirate show. But you've you've done there's just been a lot of these little moments that you've given me without me necessarily even asking for them in the moment, that it just filled me up so much that I'm just like I'm good. Sometimes that, you ask for them. Sometimes, sometimes I ask you've been for them. really good lately yeah. of just saying I just need a little bit of your attention right now. You're really good. You're really that is really good. Well, because it's it's really hard for you and I, both of us, to yeah. transition to giving our full attention. Yeah. Um, and it's very rewarding whenever that happens. Whenever yeah. we're free, we feel free to do that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and and without any grumpiness about it, you know, yeah. like grumpiness asking for it or grumpiness uh, giving it, you know, really makes a difference. So thank you. Thank you for being a good maintainer of our relationship. Thank you. Oh. So that is basically the gist of what I mean by maintenance, and I think it's pretty clear. But I, I before I end this episode, I have two more things to say about maintenance. The first thing is, is in that clip there, I mentioned that I personally need to hear things like, I love you, and this is what we mean to each other. I also need rituals and renewals and things that have like deep meaning to me to be repeated and named and felt because I'm, I'm hugely into that shit. But you know, not everybody is. So the thing that I want to say about maintenance is that when you're doing maintenance, it's important that you're doing the right maintenance, that you're doing the kind of maintenance that actually builds up good feelings with the partner that you're with and you may think that you know what that is but I think it's always worth checking in and investigating it and I'll add to that that if there's something that you're needing for maintenance from your partner and you're not getting it it's important as I mentioned in the little clip there to ask for it. Sometimes your partner, it's not that they don't want to give you the thing that, they, that you need. It might not be even that they don't know what you need. It might just be that they need a reminder because they have a lot of other things on their plate. You know, I mentioned with Drew that he would ask me for my attention and my time because he knew there was a lot on my plate. We were moving and I was trying to keep my business going and dealing with the kids. And, you know, sometimes a reminder of, hey, I need you to pay attention to me too, is not this gripey, naggy, grumpy thing. It's this loving assistance to call your attention to something that is important to you and is important for both of you to pay attention to. So you're helping each other out by letting the other person know what you need. The last thing I'll say about maintenance, and this applies particularly to polyamory, although it can also apply to other types of things that can take up similar amounts of bandwidth and attention and energy and time, which is if you are not doing a good job of maintaining the relationship that you're in, and then you want to expand the number of partners that you have, so let's say you're in two solid relationships but you're not maintaining either of them very well and then you want to start a third i think that is going to be more likely to result in some protest behaviors from your existing partners and i really want this to be acknowledged and named that if you are in a relationship with someone and you don't feel like they're maintaining the relationship with you that they have and you suddenly feel an intense well of jealousy and upset feelings and anger and sadness and insecurity when they start taking up with someone new. Those are kind of valid feelings because your needs aren't getting met and then they're going to go um, expend some of those resources which need to be expended on maintaining the relationship that is already present with you uh, on the building phase, which, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, takes a lot of extra resources. And also there's an excitement and enthusiasm and a fun to building that I think is maybe a little less obvious in maintenance. I mean, I think maintenance can be really fun and wonderful and joyful and playful and... I honestly think, again, going back to our late capitalism, consumerism culture of disposability and planned obsolescence, I see that showing up in how people approach relationship. And I, I would love us to change that together. I would love for us to l- enjoy lovingly unboxing what we already have. <laughs> Um, but I guess I just want to name that, you know, if you are feeling like your relationship is being neglected, you know, the answer isn't to, you know, throw a shit fit about it to your partner who wants to date other people. But I do think you have a valid concern about what resources are available for overall for all of the relationships in your ecosystem and in your partner's ecosystem. And if they're not allocating enough to maintain the relationship with you, you know, those things are finite. Love isn't but time and energy and attention are, and those are required in all of the phases of relationship. (laughs) So maintenance is important. Dig into what maintenance really means for your relationship. Be attentive to the resources that you have available, and if you're not spending them on maintaining the existing relationships that you have, consider if you actually have enough resources to start a new one. And lastly, find a way to embrace and love and find joy and pleasure in the maintenance instead of looking at it as this chore (laughs) because it's not it's really not it's for me at least it's the good juicy delicious part of a relationship is the maintenance part because you know it's when you're trying and you show up like you're trying but you know it'll work (laughs) and you know it's going to be received well and you get to keep exploring and experimenting but with a lot of A lot of goodwill built. So go forth, my lovely people, and maintain your relationships. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have any thoughts about what I've said today or a question for the show, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me on my website, libbysinback.com or email me, uh, Libby at or you can just connect to me on social media. Uh, I will also say that if you are loving this show, but you are maybe feeling like your relationship could use more help, this is the work that I do with my coaching clients and in the relational non-monogamy circle. So I do coaching individually, and if you're interested in that, you can uh, sign up for a free introductory session with me. You can just go to uh, talktolibby.com or libysinback.com slash apply. Uh, if you are interested in joining the Relational Non-Monogamy Circle, that is now open for registration and we're going to be meeting on Sunday afternoons starting on October 24th. So if you want to learn more about what I'm talking about, it is a group of Uh, where we do a bunch of deep learning about some of the topics that I talk about on the podcast and more that I don't talk about on the podcast. Plus, I offer hot seat coaching uh, so you can get some one-on-one direct coaching from me, but in a group setting. This group, I ran it over the summer and it was incredibly powerful and beautiful and uh, the community that we grew together out of that uh, group was incredible and i'm really proud of everyone who was part of that and it also sold out without me doing hardly any promotion on it so um if you're interested go check it out you can go to relationalnonmonogamy.com to find out more um and also feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions if you love this podcast and you want more people to know about it, you can share directly with your friends, your networks, your Facebook groups, share on Instagram, etc. And of course, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Uh, Also, if you listen on iTunes, I love getting reviews. Um, You can also put a review on uh, the podcast Facebook page as well, I think. And that's really nice as well. That will help more people find the show. Thank you again for being with me today, y'all, and I'll see you soon.